We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg yes. down Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? what is going on everybody welcome to another live episode of the pride podcast coming to you live on spotify green green room on the blue wire network i am your host for today malcolm and i'm joined by my good guy pierre how you doing pierre i'm doing well malcolm how are you no no, no what i'm not pissed off i'm not even mad at the loss i'm mad because tyler was right and I lost some goddamn money, putting some money on the game. But besides that, man, how how do you feel about the game, man? What's going on? Um, kind of a tale of two halves, right? First half is like, okay, it looked bad, and then they got a little under control with seventeen ten going into the half, which was pretty good. You have a bunch of high squad playing, and then they came on the second half, and it was mistake after mistake after mistake. You had a fumble the first play. I believe the second play was a turnover on downs. Is yes, that right? You are absolutely correct. It was a turnover on downs. Turnover on downs. The second play. Then the third time they were out there, they drove it all the way down to the red zone and they didn't get nothing out of it, right? Yeah. Then, I mean, that's. That, yeah, that pretty much sums up what happened that second half, man. The whole momentum just kind of just got sucked out the air as soon as the damn former safety from Northwestern. <laughs> The former safety from Northwestern, man, your boy Godwin Ikubike, man, he fumbled. He, he had he had a crucial fumble, and yeah, the crucial fumble like sucked the air out of the the whole team. And ever since then, it was just like it was over. It's like, man, I don't know, man. But I mean, for them to even keep it close in the first half, I, you know, kudos enough for keeping it close in the first half. Second half was just an utter disaster. That game actually reminded me of the um, Green Bay Packers game. So um, yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, just just looking at the game, man. You want yes. some positives, Malcolm? Yes, some positives, some positives man. I think like I think we could finally say we have a running game. 
the Lions had 21 carries, 118 yards, and they averaged 5.6 yards on the ground. That's pretty good. That is that's, that is actually very good, man. I, well, my my thing was, you know, Craig Reynolds was when every time he touched the ball, like you saw you saw magic. You know, Craig Reynolds was definitely our best runner. Right. Why the lack of touches, man? How come they kept subbing out God, him with Godwin? Well, Godwin only had um, he only had eight carries, and then Craig Reynolds had eleven. I think the plan was to like have him split carries because Jamar Jefferson was still hurt and he also had the flu, right? So the plan was to to uh, to spread them out a little, and then Godwin Iguibe fumbled. I mean, if he didn't fumble, he had a pretty good game too. Yeah, no, uh, Mike. The fumble was cost. Mike in, in the chat. No, Jefferson did not play. I think he suited up, but I don't think he, he didn't get not one touch today. Yeah, uh, Campbell said uh, regarding Jamar Jefferson, he had an ankle injury and he had a flu. I think they were kind of using him in an emergency situation. Like he was, he was injured and sick. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we were just we were just down a lot of people. It was it was a tough game, man. I I think honestly though, man, I think that they lost this game mainly because of miscues more than not having the people out there. They 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 screwed this game up. They had they had this game in in a manageable and manageable way that you know they could have kept it close, and then they could have seen what happened at the end, you know. But the miscues, man, just just messed up the whole everything. Yeah, and that I mean that happens, right? They rarely practiced this week because they had like a ton of issues going on, and you could tell the tackling wasn't good. Um, the throws, Jared Goff, I think, didn't really have a good game today. He had some throws thrown behind the wide receivers, some throws that were batted down. Um, I thought the center, Ryan McCollum, he struggled a little, but then he kind of found his groove a little. Thought he was okay. Yeah. For his first game was undrafted, he was okay. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. It's just with the personnel they had out there, I expected it to be closer, but then like when a guy fumbles here and then you have a ball batted down here and then you drive down the field there, it's just tough, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like too many mistakes. I don't even want to blame injuries. Like injuries suck, right? But the mistakes they had on the field were too costly. Yeah, that, that's what cost them. That's what destroyed the whole second half. The whole third quarter was mistakes. Right. It wasn't about the injuries. I mean, the injuries, yeah. they had the injuries in the first half and then they were in the game. Yeah, they were in the game, man. Yeah. But Jared Goff, man, I know you said that he kind of played bad. I'm actually, I, I was actually impressed with with Jared Goff t- t- today. Not saying that he played good, but I was just happy that he was actually taking shots. He was taking shots down the field. He wasn't, you know, he, a lot of his balls were getting batted down, but he was looking for he was looking for receivers down the field, man. And that's what that's all I asked for him. Just just take the shots, you know. Don't just check it down all the time. I don't, I, I don't believe he checked it down. Much they even check, have a check down today besides having a Monrose Brown back there, which was a design play. But I, I didn't, I don't think he checked the ball down really once. And if he did, he probably checked it down a few times. But he was mainly taking shots, and that's all I asked for Jared Goff is just just take the shots, man. We're we're a one in now a one eleven and one team, so just take the shots on field field and whatever happens happens. I don't care if you throw four interceptions. <laughs> you know, just take the goddamn shots, and you know, and we actually see him take the shots today. And you know, it, it is what it is today. We lost, but at least he was taking the shots. Yeah. Um. Still, he's playing with confidence, though. But like some of the throws were just inaccurate, some overthrows yeah. here and there. 
Um, one throw where he had a clean pocket, I believe it was. Oh, there was a, also the, the play on third down. He could have ran it in a touchdown. He just kind of stayed there and then threw it late to the receiver. I think it was Zilstra, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there was that play. The tight end. I mean, yeah, you could have just landed in. I mean, he's a little slow. He's slow at processing still. Yeah, he is. There was a lot of plays that, um, you know, it was between him and the receivers. I mean, again, they just, it's something about not being on the same page. Like the little route that um he threw it behind the tight end, but the tight end kind of kind of ran it a little little off, so it, it leads to interceptions like that, man. It was just a it was just a overall. <laughs> I mean, between the, there was a bad chemistry between the golf and and the receivers out and out, but that that comes from lack of practice, man. I don't think you got a chance to practice with those guys, right? And I think it was Zilstra's first career game, if I'm not mistaken. It, I'm not it, sure. It was. He's, he's like that. It was. Okay, so man, I mean, honestly, yeah. Man, when you go to practice, I don't, I don't really. It, it just is what it is for me right now, man. Do you do you have anything else about the game? And before we bring up any listeners, um, another thing I'd say is like we don't really see that much of him, but Riley Patterson made his field goal, and last week I talked about it. This kid, I feel like he has a future here if he continues to be consistent. He does. He does. He hasn't missed a kick yet, and so that's all that matters. As long as he's making kicks, man, I'm happy with him. And Malcolm, I have a question for you because we talk about this a lot. That play where you went for it on fourth and two, fourth and one, I forgot what it was. It was like inside his own 30 or 40-yard line. Yeah. I actually like that call. I don't know about you. Did you like it? I'm trying, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see. I'm, I'm trying not to put emotion on it. I do think he's going for too much. He's a, like, you got to know when to go for these fourth downs, and I, I get it, you know, but this is, the type of, this is the type of play that happened last week that he went for it on his own 40-yard line or 35-yard line, and it's plays like this. If you don't get it, they're already in, field, they're already in range to pull up points, whether it's going to be a three or, or a touchdown. In this case, what they did end up putting up a touchdown. So I mean, it just it's just things like this, man. That's just I get it. You know, you're down. You need to put up points, but sometimes you got just got to know. It's situation football, man. You got to know when to do it. I personally liked it because it was like a third and twenty or whatever it was, and then they throw like a nineteen or twenty yard pass to make a fourth and two, something like that. I forgot what it was, right? Yeah. So I liked it. You you kind of have momentum, sort of like. But then golf's ball, I think, got tipped at the um, no, at the line of scrimmage. That happened about yeah, four times. It, got, it actually got headbutted. It hit the it hit the the the, um, yeah. the lineman jumped up and it bounced off his helmet. But it's plays like that. Yeah, that happened a few it's times. Plays like that, man. It's it's tough. It's, it's really tough, man. I gotta go back and watch it to see if I fully agree with it. At that moment, I didn't. But I mean, it could change when I rewatch the game, but. Yeah. I gotta go back and see the score and see the time left and see you know what's going on because I think all that factors in. Right, and I think another thing too to factor in we we've, we've talked about the slab, but Dan Campbell's play calling has improved, and he also credited Ben Johnson, who's kind of like the passing game coordinator on offense. Like he's kind of taken over like the like he designing he's designing the pass plays. So yeah. they've done a really good job there. Um, obviously, with the Personnel you have, it's kind of hard, but they, they've been getting creative. We talked about this earlier in the year. 
we criticized it for them. Now they're actually getting a little creative. Like that Khalif Raymond call, that was an excellent play call. Yeah, yeah, that was. Are you talking about the the what? Oh, yeah. the touchdown. Yeah, that was that was a great play. That was a great play. Yeah, they're definitely getting better yeah. in the, in the play calling and designing these plays to get to scheming these guys open. It's definitely a positive in that in that aspect, man. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. Um, okay, you want to bring up some, some, uh, some listeners? Yeah, man. Let's, let's bring them up. All right, we have Mike. He requests, so let's bring him up. What's up, Mike? What's up, Mike? How hey. you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. I mean, I know, you know, I, I feel you definitely on kind of the frustration piece, but, you know, I kind of flipped the script a little bit, man. I'm thinking more future. Um, you know, obviously, it's nice to see that they're getting some guys in there that they want to take a look at. I think sad. I mean, getting the one win off the off the bat, I think, gave a lot of relief to this coaching staff. I mean, um, that seems to gather these sort of vanilla game plans to get them to the end of the season and obviously get that secure that first pick. I, I think there's okay, Mike. Mike, I'm gonna have to uh, bring you down. I can't. We can't hear you. Let's take you down, bro. Come back again later. I don't know what's going on. That was not um, good. <laughs> I, I kind of understand what he was saying, but it, yeah, there was a lot of background noise. There's a lot of background noise, Mike. Um, yeah. Come and come on after us, Spencer. All right. What's up, Spencer? Yo, what's up? Y'all can hear me? Yes, we can. Can yep. you hear me? That, that's a big question. Yeah, I can. Don't worry. <laughs> what's going on, man? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm all right. That game was kind of what I was expecting it to be. Um, A little indifferent. I just want to shout out like Craig Reynolds, though. It, he deserves he deserves a spot on the NFL team, man. He can play. Um, and on the opposite side, I just dude, what is Brock Wright doing? <laughs> he he wasn't blocking real well. I think the timing was off on that one route he ran where Goff threw that pick. It's just like I man, we need some more tight end depth because that that's bad. That's yeah. bad. But yeah. 
don't know, not much to say about it. Just like I, I really wasn't expecting anything more. And shout out to Dan Campbell, man. His play calling is getting better every week. Yeah, that 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 is that is true, man. Yeah, Yo, do um, you think if Dan Campbell keeps calling these plays and is looking interesting, would you be mad if he's a play caller hundred percent next year? I don't think he wants yeah, to. Yeah, I don't that. think he wants to either. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be like upset about it, but I don't know if it's just like in their best interest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I agree. One name to watch for, I'll say this, um, Joe Brady, he works with him in New Orleans, and today Adam Schefter said he's actually wants to stay in the NFL and he has interest from multiple teams. Joe Brady works with Campbell yeah, in New Orleans, so he kind of wants to run that offense that they run in New Orleans. So he's a guy to watch for Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what exactly happened with him in um, Carolina, but I would I would love that. He's just like he was really impressive last year. I I think it would be a, a great addition, but we just kind of have to wait and see. Yeah. But yeah, I don't got much to say about it. Just really hard to watch game overall. Some really bad plays, but yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for joining, man. Yeah, thanks for coming yep. on. All right, we're going to try this a second time with Mike. Let's see if this works. I'm, I'm going to say this. I think that first half was it was pretty interesting. Maybe the second quarter. The second quarter was really interesting. But then it just – oh, hell broke loose the third quarter. Uh, Mike, what's going on, man? Can you, what's up, guys? Can you hear me better now? Yeah, can, man. It looked like you got rid of all that noise I was behind so, you. <laughs> no, man. It was easy. Like, get out of here. <laughs> uh, so, man, I mean – you know, real talk. I, I'm. A, I don't know if we're just watching different games. I don't know if you how you guys think and, and look at this offense is getting better. I, I I think one of the biggest mistakes of the season was Campbell taking over play calling. I feel like not only has that affected us this year and some of the development of the offensive players, but I think it's really affected us in going out to get a Joe Brady to get a, a top flight coordinator. I mean, that's you. You take you strip an offensive coordinator play calling duties within seven games into the season when a really shitty roster, you're not going to get a lot of OCs that are going to want to come join your staff. Um, so I, I hope that maybe they can go out and find something and he can atone. I, I don't know if it's just him and, and Lynn didn't get along, but I think that's something to watch. I, I don't know if we're just watching two different games, but I, I cannot see one aspect of this offense. I mean, they scored fucking 10 points and a team was playing prevent. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think probably the last quarter and a half. So I, I, you could talk about him doing well. I know we got to have some spin of positive, but to me, there's no positive in what he's done this year. I think he's left a lot to be desired, but I think the culture aspect, he's done a lot better. I think one thing that we, I, I look forward to is seeing more development. You know, you're going to see these game plans that are going to be vanilla, that are going to put people in positions just to see if they can make plays. Boy, Pierre struggled. Um, Barnes, I, I, th- I thought he struggled mightily, especially in the past game. I mean, he could not cover a, a guy coming out of the backfield at all. Um, I think that's going to be something. I just, I, I feel like, man, you know, we're taking a lot of steps to just being in the same position next year. And 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 when you're near one of a rebuild, I I get there's going to be lows, but man, I mean, what 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 do you look at from this season? and say you're going to carry that forward going into the rebuild next year. It's almost like we're restarting. And I think one of the things that struggled um, with this whole thing is that, 
you know, next year, the whole division is going to be fucking rebuilding. Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone. Uh, Nagy and Pace are going to be fired. Uh, probably uh, Zimmer and Spielman might be fired. So, like, we should have had a one-year head start on rebuilding, and unfortunately, we never got that. And I just, I'm disappointed how they ran this season from a roster construction standpoint. I don't care about wins or losses, but, you know, there's so many games when you look at this that they're uncompetitive and there's very little development. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I just don't see development from the young players. I don't think you look at both sides of the ball outside of Sewell. I mean, uh, are you sold on Hawkinson? What did you see this year that's going to make you pay him to be one of the top three uh, highest paid tight ends in the league? You know, like, what, like, tell me what you came away with this season that you're going to say, man, that was great for next year, carrying into next year. And I, you know what I mean? Like, that's where I think I'm frustrated with this whole setup, man. And I'm just, I, I don't know. I think him taking the roster, he, all he did to take over the play calling duties was to get a W because he didn't want to go on 16. He didn't want to have that albatross on his neck. And I think that he, he burnt some bridges, man. And I, I just don't know what you're going to do moving forward. There's not one person that I look at and I say, wow, that person's a good carryover into next year. Uh, what do you all right, I got. I actually have a lot of them. Not one. I have a lot of them. I have Panay Suo. They took him at number seven overall. He's going to be here for a while. Uh, Levi Onjeruki. He's going to be here. Um, he's slowly coming along. Aline McNeil made some plays I mean, today, right? I'm, I'm in Rossi and Brown, your fourth round rookie. He looks like he's probably the number one target going forward. He's been the past two weeks, right? You got Derek Barnes. He's they're slowly easing him in. That's that's all right. If he was a little hurt, that's not a problem. And then you have. Um, Jerry Jacobs and AJ Parker, two undrafted kids that you could build around, right? So you also have you also have two first round picks. That's no, part of your rebuild. You also have comp picks coming your way. That's also part of your rebuild. That's all coming into like next year. So late first rounders and late. I'm not talking about. I mean, you, here's the thing, man. You can't take Jerry, Jerry Jacobs. What he blows ACL out today. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, you're not building on. I mean, it's going. That's tough. This late in the season, that's tough. That's going to affect them going into training camp next year. That's tough. There's not a single player you mentioned out of Penny Sewell that you look at and say three years down the road, that person's on the roster contributing. And that's a problem. You're getting guys rookies. What do you mean? I mean, come on, man. But, you, but look, look at Derek Barnes. He got ran off the field today. That, bro, he's not ready yet. That's fine. Like They drafted I mean, him, him to be a starter in a couple of years. They drafted him to be a starter this year or next year. Ali McNeil got his first sack. I mean, you're telling me he, you're, he's, he's a guy that you're looking at saying this guy's going to be great? No, man, these guys – I mean, like, what? dude, there's a lot of problems with this team. And like I told you, all the teams that we had a leg up. We, we All right, but I have a question for you. Hold up, Mike. To expect a fourth-round rookie and a third-round rookie to come in and be stars already, that's asking too much, especially on a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. I'm not asking to be stars. I'm asking them to show me something. They have. I don't think they've showed us much. I really don't. I really don't. You're, you're talking about these little five out, outs that that Amon St. Brown. Uh, I mean, that St. Brown was running. I mean, that, I mean, on a team, it's like. Have you seen his route running and blocking? It's really good. I mean, I'm, I'm, he can be easily a third or fourth receiver. But what I'm what I'm trying to explain is is like there's from a answer my question about the offensive coordinator. You're telling me that wasn't a giant mistake? I don't. I don't really think so, man. I mean, look at I'm, I'm I'm not seven games into the season with games, that shitty seven count. Games in the season. Now you got to look at they go into the bye week, and you got to look at what has the offense done since that bye week. All right, they were the lowest scoring team in the first half. They had one game that they scored thirty three points. That was week one, and then ever since then, they averaged sixteen points per game. So offensively, they were bad. They were bad. They were, uh, they were, they were, they're 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 terrible. 
So Dan Campbell, he's not a play caller, but he says, look, you know, I think I could probably do a better job than you. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And that's what he did. Now, Andy uh, Lynn has, called, has had more experience as a coordinator than Dan Campbell has. Again, they averaged 16 points per game. And it, it was a point that in five straight games, they didn't score any points in the first half. But, but how much did they have to deal with, though, no, Malcolm? Yeah, look at it. There was five straight games that they scored zero Are points you? going into the second half of the game. Zero points. Zero. They had a donut going to the second half. Five straight games. But, 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 but you're, they performed better as a team. It's, this season was never about scoring. This, this season was never about, like, winning and losing. We're actually right where we should be, which is picking first. But what I'm trying to explain is, is the development is what concerns me, right? The mistakes that this coaching staff has made, calling timeouts, doing stuff. You know, the roster construction has was abysmal. You're going into fucking 2021 with your starting receivers, the dude from the Raiders who never stayed healthy, and Brashad Pyramid who never made it out of training camp. Yeah, those are, those I mean, are mistakes. Those are mistakes. Those are mistakes. Mistake signings. It is what it is, but... You tell me a game. You, Everything was a you point sign, out, you, I want you to do this. I want you to point out a game where Amon Ross A. Brown had more than 50 yards before coming in, before Dan Campbell took over. Just point out one game. He never played. He never he got played? the snaps. He no, he, he, Amon Ross A. Brown played. Uh, his, no, no, his, no, no, his snaps no, went up exponentially. No, he played. Amon Ross A. Brown was our slot, he was our slot um, receiver. Amon Ross A. Brown played. They, they, they were using uh, uh, Khalif Raymond mostly out of the slot. Khalif Raymond was our starting. He was, our, he was playing the opposite side. He was, no, he was playing mostly out of the Khalif slot. But, but it, regardless, I'm just telling you, the, we're, we're not arguing about who's good and who's bad. No, I'm saying that. When I'm, I'm just I'm saying, saying I don't that, like the development. And I don't like that, the draft. What I'm saying is that before Dan Campbell took over, Amar Ron St. Brown wasn't pretty much involved in the offense. Now, oh, Malcolm, okay. Now, Look, we're, seeing, to now we're seeing Amar Ron St. Brown in off. He's looking like... He looks like think a bright spot in our offense right now. But do you, let me – okay. I agree with you. Amon Brown is is, is, is is valued accordingly to where he got picked. I, I, I'm i not concerning that. There's other guys that I'm a little bit more concerned about, especially the second and third round pick. I, I thought that we're, they're decent. But I think in this day's NFL, inside guys who can't pass rush, it's it's it's. I think that's a, that's a waste. Of, but regardless, there's other players that I think would have been better. There's a reason why, like, McNeil went in the third round, though. He was, he's not a first-round pick, so I don't know. Like, it takes time to develop. You don't develop in, like, 14 yeah, games I and just become a star right away. too quickly about our young players. No, no. You're looking at a fourth-round pick. You're like, oh, no, he didn't produce that much in the first 11 games. He's not a future piece. No, no, but you're not yeah. – we're not, we're not, he's a future piece. But what, I, what I'm trying to explain to you is, is that answer the question about, about what happens with Lynn. Now you've now you've now you've you scapegoated a coach. Who are you going to go out and get, get? Who's going to be an OC for this team? That's not scapegoating because what Dan Campbell did is he know that he was a problem. He seven games. I, I get that, but he was bad. Was he good? But the roster was bad. <laughs> I get that, but <laughs> if, if, if you're not putting up points in the first half of the game, your, your offense is starting off slow. What, what what do you want him to do, Dan Campbell? He doesn't want to call you, plays. You, you, Even you, me, he doesn't want to call plays, but that's what they have to do right now. Apparently, Aaron Lynn, uh, Anthony Lynn sucks. It just is what it is. Uh, okay, but, I mean, here, here, here's the stats from today. Jared Goff had 215 yards passing, one pick, one touchdown, okay. and one fumble. Okay. Reynolds had 83 yards on 11 carries. The running backs have never been an issue since day one. St. Brown had eight catches for 73 yards, an average of nine yards per catch. Not bad. No touchdowns. Khalif Raymond had that nice play call. I agree with 
with with Pierre. I thought that that fake end around swing was a good play call. I've seen the the Rams do it a few times. It's a really good play. But what I'm what I'm trying to explain to you is, is like when you look at this roster from the from the top down, this offense isn't much better. If I go to week one, it's very similar production. Very similar. Maybe even better in week one. Now the parts are a little bit different, right? Maybe Swift and some of the other stuff, Hawkinson definitely changes the dynamic. I'm just saying when it comes to a development standpoint, this season and next season was about development. I'm asking you, what are your key takeaways going into year two of a rebuild? And you're giving me Aline McNeil, Onzariki, who barely played this year. None of these guys have put up anything meaningful, haven't showed any meaningful flashes. Decent, still early. And I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yeah. I'm on Ron, I'll give it to you. Penny Sewell was a given. He was a top player. He was one of the top players coming into the draft. But outside of that, you don't have – if he got hurt, tough luck. But going to year two in the rebuild, I'm, I'm, who, who are the players you're going to bring back with you? Who are the players you're going to say, wow, this is an identity we have? Yeah. Like, give me the identity of the team. Is it running? I would say – well, right now, I mean – I'm not sure they want – I'm pretty sure they want to be balanced. But as far as, like, all the young pieces, I think all the young pieces are here next year. You're looking at all the young pieces. Oh, of course they're here. I'm talking about contributing three years down the road. All the young pieces. I'm talking about, like, stars. All the, all the young pieces. Now, are they all going to be stars? No. And they're all not going to be stars. But are, are they going to contribute I mean, to the team in the next two, three years? Yeah. Malcolm, but, you know, we're, we're basing this rebuild on the late first-round picks that we're going to get from the St. Louis Rams. I mean, from the uh, L.A. Rams. And compensatory late third-round pick that we're going to get. I mean, you're not going to – I'm just worried. saying, like right, – so, so you're looking at the, the, the whatever pick the Rams are going to be, but you got to look at it this way. Pick – whether it's pick 32 – pick 23 it's a first round pick it's a first round pick it's a first yeah, round pick. late first rounders late first rounders historically speaking are spent on luxury picks tight ends running backs sometimes wide receivers but they're they're, they're not you know your top end wide receivers the first round picks are, are are usually if you'll if if you hit are good starters i mean like you're not gonna yeah, you're not gonna we're not gonna change the dynamic of our team you get a good starter anywhere in the draft but your 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 um chances of hitting one higher you know with a higher pick is higher I get it but first round pick is a first round pick you could hit you get a star in first round pick and next year I mean Stafford could blow his knee out and the team could self destruct I I totally understand that I, I'm not faulting the trade I just when I when you guys sit and think about it it's gonna be hard to do in this chat but think think about when this season wraps up and you guys start doing your wrap ups like what are the things that make you feel great about okay we're one year ahead because so, you gotta remember again. Green Bay is going to be rebuilding unless they go get a veteran quarterback, which could be, but maybe not. Chicago is going to be rebuilding, and Minnesota possibly is going to be rebuilding. So we should have had a leg up, and that's the only thing that I'm just disappointed in. And they could have made signings that contributed long-term to this team. They didn't have to go out and get these guys that barely contributed. You got to understand, man, signing guys is a two-way street. You can't just sign anybody and they automatically join your team. It's a two way thing. They both gotta want to join your team. No, so of first course. of all, what well, you can't did, also go old. What they did was they signed guys this year. They signed one of them like a prove it year deal. These are all guys who didn't have good years last year or the years before or or coming back off injuries. Mm-hmm. Like they needed to prove themselves to see if they're either still able to play in the league or if they're able to well, he get, get a contract that. somewhere else. These these guys that we signed but, this year, they weren't guys that's gonna be on our team for the future. You think you, you thought we're gonna you thought Terrell Williams? You know he signed him a one year deal. Uh, you thought Pearman? You thought Pearman was? You no, but you can't go over though. No, but you can't go over like where they don't even contribute. You know the thing is that those are it's called you know when you're rebuilding you're not you, it doesn't automatically mean it doesn't automatically you can't go over. Sign guys is gonna be the future of your team year one. 
Because first of all, who, no, who I, wanted, I, I'm not even talking about. They have signed last year. Who wanted to come to Detroit last year? Who who was thrilled? What top player is thrilled to come to Detroit Lions with the first year head coach in the rebuilding year? Tell me one player. Name one. Just yeah, name but one. But that that was the, okay. I'm, 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 can I can I explain to you why they couldn't? In most cases, is because they made that stupid trade for Matthew Stafford and took golf back. They didn't have to do that. They traded the first round picks for thirty something million for a fucking terrible quarterback who's probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Between him and Heineke. But Heineke's a backup. He wasn't meant to be the starter. It's because really I mean, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're paying that guy $34 million. And the guy who drafted him and the guy who gave him the extension or part of the team that did is running your team. So not only was he horrible, not only was he a bad draft pick, they also extended him. I'm telling you. Brad and they traded for him. They did the triple fucking whammy. They drafted him, extended him, then traded for him. Get a second pick out of it, man. Look, look. When you rebuild, you get players you're comfortable with. For example, Tyrell Williams, they were comfortable with him because Anthony Lynn connection. Rashard Perriman, they were comfortable with him because Antoine Randall at Coastman Tampa. Jared Goff, obviously from L.A., right? Uh, Michael Brockers from like, Alex Anzalone from New Orleans, right? So you bring in players you're comfortable with, players that could help you build a culture, players that you know well. And you just rebuild. That's how you rebuild. Whenever you hire a new coach, you come in and help you build your culture. It's just the way it is right now. Just as we're speaking, Pyramid scores touchdown. I just think we're overreacting too early. Yeah, we're overreacting over to this rebuild. We should talk about this in two more years, not now. Yeah, because no, I'm not. It's not even about the. It's not about where they are. We never expected them to win a lot of games. And just as we're speaking, Pyramid scores a 60-yard touchdown to win in overtime versus the Bills. Like it's it's. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's it's, and he's back in Tampa Bay, by the way, just as you mentioned. Uh, it, it, it maybe it wasn't the players after all. Maybe it was the coaching, or maybe it was the scheme. But what I what, I, what I'll say is is that you know there's things to be there's things to be aware of, and there's things to be cautionary of. And I think that one of the things here is that there are some issues. And and when you look at it, it's basically like next year is where we restart the is our year one of the rebuild. Because this year was just a throwaway year. Now, the first pick overall helps with that. That's going to cure a lot of the ailments when you get an Aiden Hutchinson or a Kayvon Thibodeau. But also, I just feel like there's some mistakes that were made. And now this, this roster and this coaching scheme needs to work better together. Because this year was a complete abject failure. And you shouldn't go over on free agents. Because guess what? Even in the rebuild, Pierre, you talk about Malcolm. So who's going to come here? Who's going to come here? Who's going to come here? They come if you pay them. And they come if they have the right scheme fits. So at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're going to need free agency. They're not just going to be able to draft a team. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, I mean, bro, you look at Aaron Glenn, like, who wouldn't want to play for Aaron Glenn? Right? I love Aaron Glenn. He's the best right? thing. He's the, he's the, the best thing that comes. But we might lose him next year. Maybe even this offseason. You don't even know. If, if we do, I think we'll be fine. I say this all the time. Aubrey Pleasant is going to come in. Yeah, Aubrey he'll, he'll Pleasant. Get and nothing changes. Absolutely nothing. Listen, else. man, I got nothing but love for all you guys. I'm going to let somebody else get up. But listen, I, I tell you guys, you guys, um, it, it, it's hard. I know it's hard to cover these guys. I know it's, you got to really keep some of it positive and you got to keep some of it skewed towards the now and some of it skewed towards the future. But, you know, I just think, man, I, I just hope, you know, that that we we I thought we could have had a big leg up just thinking where the division would be next year. And I think we squandered it a little bit. Now you guys can we can agree to disagree. I just feel like we could have had a leg up, and we could have, you know. Hopefully, we'll see. When are you guys gonna start talking draft talk? By the way, any anytime soon? 
Yeah, you know, closer to the end. I mean, we we were doing one per week. We were trying to do one, but um, yeah, it just didn't it, work it out with our schedule. schedule. So, um, look like towards the end of the season, you know, we'll go head on fully about the draft and stuff like that. All right, guys. I, listen, I'll let you guys go, man. I appreciate everything. Hey, man. Man. Keep Thanks, it up. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one, man. Thanks, bro. All right. Looks like we have no more speakers. Um, that's about it. Thanks for coming on, guys. Hope you guys all have a great week, and I'm out. All right, y'all. It's your boy, Malcolm.